I think that's a good place for us to start. Oh, God. Oh, God. Welcome to uh, Vocal Perspective. <laughs> it's Vocal Perspective, everybody. Hi, this is Rachel. And I have, as always, with me, my sort of inimitable co-host, Amanda Cornaglia. <laughs> hey, Amanda, how are you doing? Hi, Rachel. I am, you know, I want to say I'm good because that's the reflexive answer still. Even six months of this, the reflexive answer is I'm good. When really, most of the time, I just want to answer, I'm blah like right (laughs) or I'm decidedly not good (laughs) yeah I mean there are days when I'm decidedly not good there have been a lot of changes since we started the show and especially in the last six months like globally it's just hold on a second that is probably let me pause and I don't even remember what I was talking about because we just got interrupted by you know the door rigging (laughs) it's been a crazy time right and just things that have changed or things how the world was when we first started this show is very different than how the world is now. And even, you know, you were referring earlier to six months in and it still feels brand new almost every day because life keeps changing so much and so little at the same time. Right. (laughs) Every day I wake up and it's really hard to remember, you know, we joke, but it is actually hard to remember what day it is. Uh And the sad thing is, is I'm in a co-parenting situation with my son's father and that's our custody is the only way that I can figure out what day it is. (laughs) And that's just a really sad... Mm-hmm. Sad place to be mentally. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I think, you know, one one of the standouts for me, at least during this time has been, you know, we started as part of as part of Alcaville, we've started doing polyphony as a podcast. And it's marking my Thursdays, right? It's making my Thursdays <laughs> stick out. And it's been actually like every Thursday, I, I get around and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. I don't know if I really want to like, I start feeling nervous, I guess, about the time commitment and putting the time in to do it. And then at the end of every single show, I'm like, that was amazing. I feel so much better about the world, about the state of the people trying to make music during this time and the effort and energy they're putting into making things happen. And it is restorative every single time. You know, and I don't even sit in on those interviews. But when I edit them, I'm like, oh, yes, like there are people and they are we are all in this, you know, we're all in this together. (laughs) But they are struggling. And then there's so many people that are, you know, also trying to figure out ways to make life better, not just for themselves, but for everyone in the community, everyone, their neighbors, everyone around them. And when I listen to those, as I edit them, it's, it's inspiring, you know, like, people haven't given up hope yet. Mm -hmm. Even though some days I wake up and I'm like, what's the point? And, And, you know, not in like a, a dark suicidal way, but like, what's the point? Like, does it matter if I get this work done today? Does anyone care? Do I care? I mean, do deadlines even mean anything anymore? Like, and I'm a very regimented, scheduled, deadline-driven person. And I feel like with everything that's kind of, everything's kind of gotten blurred and it's like, well, we'd like it done by Friday. But if it's next Friday or the Friday after that, like, okay. (laughs) Does it really matter? (laughs) Yeah, I I find it's been challenging, but I think, I don't know, I I have also found a lot of encouragement and life, really. It's given me a lot of life to, I've been doing, uh, which will be coming out soon, a special for Akaville related to the groups who were selected for the Voices Only compilation albums. And I've had a chance to reach out to a number of those groups and ask them about, about their music and what they're working on, the songs that were selected, but also to talk a little bit to them about what their plans 
plans are for the future. And that has been, you know, they're all trying to make something work. And that's really inspiring. Right. And, you know, and now that it is, we were talking right before we started recording, which we probably should have just turned on the mics as soon as we said hello, because it really captures (laughs) us (laughs) and the show, everything. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's nice to see these groups now, you know, in the spring, very much felt like a Band-Aid, like, okay, how do we tide ourselves over for these couple of weeks or maybe a month or two? And now we're like, oh, that was four months ago. Like, and like, in some ways, we don't feel like we've progressed much at all from the beginning. We know a little bit more. People are choosing to listen or not listen. And, you know, the deaths go up and down, the fears go up and down. But generally, everyone is moving into more of this long term mindset. And it'll be interesting to see how this school year rolls out because I know my school year, I think I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but most of my work is performing in schools as an acapella group and then also running live sound for acapella groups at all levels, middle school, high school, college, adult, and none of that is happening right now. So as we see just everyone going into long-term mode, I find myself still struggling to know what that long-term is for me and for my career and like with the school shows, we, we you know, we're finalizing plans for virtual right. assemblies with yeah. the kids. But, you know, snow days, snow day is like when we first started them, we were like, we're like the wiggles, but the wiggles that parents love. Right. So like our show is based around kind of that concept of just energy, just like spilling off the stage mm. and getting the kids into it. And that I mean, all summer, we're like, how do we get that through a computer screen? And we can capture some of it. We can capture some of the educational portions, of course, but it's like how we're never going to be able to recreate that. So how do we give them an experience that is not comparable, but equal Mm. or close to equal and live shows? I mean, my partner and I have pretty much written off all of 2021. So we're hoping that that work comes back in earnest in 2022. And by that point, you know, will our long term semi permanent solutions overtake that work, which yeah. is disappointing. You know, I've worked for over a decade, you know, I've been in acapella for 20 plus years now, which makes me feel super old. <laughs> um, but we've been it's been a single dedicated focus to this career for over 10 years now. So to think that we are just gonna have to let it go is a very disappointing place to be. And it makes it hard. It clouds your judgment. I'm like, well, how can I make do in the meantime doing something similar? And my solution has been to go and do something completely different for now. And that might that completely different might turn into more of a permanent thing. Yeah, I think I I imagine that you are not alone. And I, I, in fact, I know you're not alone. Like I don't even imagine <laughs> it. I know you're not alone. This this time is just devastating. Devastating financially, emotionally, and having, I don't know what you do about that, except, you know, look for the joy as much as you can in the places where you can find it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, you know, one of the, I don't know, salves of <laughs> of Akaville for me is that it is virtual. And so I yeah. can keep doing this and being involved in this. And it helps fulfill for me a like deep desire to promote and connect people who are doing this style of music because I think it's so right. beautiful and so amazing. And I'm constantly awed by the 
by the creativity, not just musical creativity, but the marketing creativity and the drive to produce something for that speaks to people is so strong. That's just me. And I want to, I don't know, I feel like that has been a sell for me. I, I know that I don't, unlike you, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't make a financial living off yeah. of this. So, you know, and the finances aside, like being a professional musician, being a professional creative, you're, you're, it's in your DNA to handle things like this. But you know, for and for this long, sometimes, sometimes it's a struggle for years for people before they t they get their break or they change paths or but, you know, I think the biggest thing here is, you know, I'm watching all of my friends that work behind the scenes in the entertainment community. And a lot of these jobs just may never come back or take years to come back even when the pandemic is declared over. And I think in that way, something that brought us so much joy, like so much joy that we decided to dedicate our full lives and careers to it is gone. It's hard to even like listen to the radio to for me to just to sing. And that's, you know, sometimes I get really down about like, I just don't even feel like singing right now. I get invited on projects and I'm like, eh, like, I don't, I don't want to do that one. But that said, we come on and do these interviews for this podcast and for other programs every week. And it's, I always leave these conversations so uplifted and so inspired by some of these people that are struggling, but are still doing something positive or have something so poignant to say that it's exactly what I need needed to hear that day. So, so then we're I wonder real right now. Yeah, yeah. But like, let's maybe think back on some of those moments that have especially helped us. I mean, I've loved all of our guests, but there have been some moments where it just changed my whole perspective, either for that day or moving forward from that moment. Yeah. So I wonder if there are any for you more recently that that stick out that way. I think talking to Brienne Woodward was a big one for me. And she might not have been one of our bigger names, quote unquote, on this series. However, I've known Brienne for a really long time. And her husband, some of you may know her husband more so, her husband's Matt Woodward, who directs PFC. But ever since I met her, she just has this inner glow. And she's been through so much. And yet all you ever see from her is positivity. She shows her vulnerability, but she has so much positivity. Positivity, and she's such an inspiration. Anytime I talk to her, and you know, during the middle of all of this chaos, she was exactly the person I needed to talk to. I needed to hear from. Absolutely, I think part of part of I think her strength is comes from an educator perspective because she is an mm -hmm. educator, and I, I agree. I thought that that conversation like really fed my soul as well. I felt so excited and connected by what she had to say, and I would encourage you all to check out that episode and hear Brianne Woodward and, and get some inspiration yourselves. I know. It makes me want to go back to middle school and be in her classes. <laughs> totally. <I> thought, <laughs> Why would anyone want to go back to middle school? <laughs> parents of middle schoolers. <laughs> Not my finest moment. There are pictures that show that. No one can see them. Um, <laughs> I thought too, for me, I, I love, always love hearing from Annette Phillip. She yes. is just so her demeanor and her attitude, uh, I find to be so calming and so just really thoughtful in, in ways that, that don't make me feel depressed, right? Just like just thoughtful right. in a really just engaging and, and inward looking kind of way. And I, I really felt like the conversation with her was just so like just a, I don't know, like food for my soul. 
you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then, you know, going back, this was pre-pandemic. This was one of our earlier episodes. I believe it was episode 21. We sat and talked with Hannah Giuliano. And she, you know, she's far younger than me, but I've been working with her since she was in Pitch Slapped at Berkeley. And she has since gone on to some pretty incredible things in her career. And I'm sure that right now she is in a place where, you know, her career is up in the air and difficult. And, you know, she's on the music team for the Rockettes. She sings in the shows and that's been canceled for this year. So it's affecting everyone at every level. It doesn't matter how talented you are, how driven you are, how hard you've worked. It's affecting everyone. But I just remember sitting with her you know, I am not, I can talk. You know, I can talk. Our listeners know I can talk. It's cool. But when I'm with her, I can talk. And in fact, Delilah was hired for the headliners for the Texas Acapella Festival, which has now become Sing Texas. And I, speaking of the Woodwards, Hannah, Matt, and I sat in a diner until 4.30 in the morning after we had just done a full day of workshops and concerts and But like none of us wanted to leave the three of us. And, you know, those conversations just you need those conversations every once in a while. And I, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting them right now in my personal life. And I mean, after we stopped recording that episode, I think I stayed on and talked to Hannah for like two and a half hours. It was I just adore talking to her. But, you know, thinking back on that conversation, and it's like, yes, we connect with everybody on Zoom. And but, it, you know, I haven't had one of those just like, oh, look at the time <laughs> conversations <laughs> right. in so long. Because, you know, when your social life is relegated to the same platform that your professional life is on, you know, I'm not sitting on Zoom with friends for hours is just it's hard to it's feel not- engaged. It's really yeah. hard to feel engaged that when that's the I mean, I don't want to knock virtual technology, uh, ways to speak and see people. I think that I don't know what I would be doing without that right now. But I do get burned out. I do get really burned out from this medium and the limitations of one basically it's one person talking and one person and and everybody else listening. And you can't really have a conversation. Yeah. And in person, you know, when you're in those groups of, you know, five, six, seven, eight people, like, it's not often like everyone is listening, all seven other people are listening to one person. Like there's side conversations and there's other things going on in the room and that's missing. And, you know, some people get down on me. They're like, well, we have Zoom so we can still talk to each other. And I'm like, I know. And it's great. Like I'm having another chat with my sorority sisters this week. And most of us haven't seen each other in years. And we definitely haven't seen each other all together, probably since graduation, like all of us in one room. But and those are nice. But it's like I have to like psych myself up to be happy about being there, like genuinely happy about being there. And that's and then you feel bad about like do I just not want to see my friends and it's and it's the same way with rehearsals my groups have stopped rehearsing snow day euphemism bellanova my quartet we've stopped rehearsing we still talk yeah. but it just doesn't fulfill us and everyone was kind of on the same page so that's hard it's really <laughs> that's really hard. hard and like take no offense uh, you know if you're out there feeling that way and I think that's why Rachel and I are doing this episode today we're not trying to like be downers on everybody <laughs> but we want you to know that like People are feeling the same way as you, because I think now we're getting to the point where people are good getting out and, and adjusting and like we're being a little bit more private about how much this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think we should, we need to say out loud over
over and over again, this sucks. This sucks <laughs> big time. It sucks all kinds of elephant balls, any kind of. <laughs> it's So on a personal note, my mother is coming to visit. Uh, I haven't seen her in 10 months. She's coming on Thursday. And in advance of that, I have limited every form of socially distanced interaction that I was doing to help feed my soul, right? Like to help make right. me feel like a human being and connected. And I have been, I have been suffering for that, right? Like I'm doing right. it for a, for something that is so important to me because my mom and I see each other every six weeks. So not having seen her for 10 months is an eternity. And so it, it's, this is hard. This is really it hard. Is. And you're not alone if you feel like it's hard and it's awful. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's, it's mom seeing week because I'm going to mm -hmm. see my mom and this will, uh, I'm going to see her on Saturday. And this Yay! is the only, this is only the second time I've seen her in this entire six month span. And I hadn't seen her for a little while before that because we were, you know, in the middle of our busy season. And, you know, I'm going to see my sisters and a few of my nephews and my niece. And, but again, we're going to be sitting on a beach far away from each other in masks. And like, that's so hard. I mean, my, my mom, I talked to my mom quite a bit and she's got seven grandkids some of whom live pretty close to her and the rest we have to go and visit her you know it's only a couple of hours drive but like she watches all of her friends she lives in pennsylvania so pennsylvania as we all know is a swing state and that mindset has extended to masks or no masks follow the rules or don't follow the rules and it's it's startling so she sees all of her friends like having parties and birthday parties and doing this and doing that and yeah. and she's like and she's like i see some of my grandkids that live nearby and I talk to my grandkids but even when I see them we're masked and we're far away from each other and she's like is this worth it like I'm watching everybody else do it and then you know my sisters and I are like yeah I mean we want her to have that interaction with the kids however none of us want to be responsible for her death I like I feel you I, <laughs> I feel you so and hard so it, like it's a constant struggle of mom we know you want to see the kids and, and and it is for her too she recognizes that she has to keep that mask on that she has to keep distance and it's hard and it's you know it's hard to watch people go back to rehearsals go back to singing and I'm like I've got people in my groups that are medically for lack of a better term fragile and we can't we can't risk it like I would never be able to forgive myself if I know I want it so bad and the groups want it so bad but I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if something happened to them and we could have prevented it just by waiting right I feel you I mean I, that's part of the reason that we are doing the level of quarantining that we're doing is so that we don't have to wear masks when my mom comes right so that right. we can commingle our bubbles and be together in a real way so yeah, yeah I, I think that because I don't have as many siblings as you there's less cross-contamination <laughs> to worry about um, right <laughs> but, well and my sister is are, you know, essential workers. One of my sisters is a first responder. So, I mean, we're not going to be able to, until she can get a vaccine, forget the rest of us. Like, there's just no question. It's just, no, we can't. Yeah, it feels too big of a risk. I understand. I get it. <sighs> oh, well, on a slightly happier note, looking back at some of our guests, one of the ones that made me feel like a total fangirl was when we spoke with Shelly Ragnar. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm such a huge nerd. And she was, it was so funny because we spoke with her like, like literally right at the beginning uh, as things were starting to shut down. And I had literally the day we spoke, 
a, a meeting with like some local officials and it, it related to something in my homeowner association and like it did not go very well. And she was the kindest, sweetest human being to listen to me <laughs> complain about <laughs> this meeting that I had literally five minutes before <laughs> before we did our interview. And it's it was so lovely. She She's such a, a sweet person to do that. She yeah, she really is. And you know, it's been a weird place to be like now that acapella has that that pitch perfect avenue, and that we are getting to interact with quote unquote movie stars people or people that you know, they're not a lister, like super celebrity, but they are celebrities. And I think the biggest thing that struck me about Shelly is, you know, I first got to meet her, the whole reason we were able to have her on the show is that she was in Decapella. And my husband was the sound engineer for Decapella. And I got to meet her at different points during the tour. And she was like, you know how everybody has like a work wife, yeah. um, <laughs> work husband. She was like Charlie's work wife. Like he would call me and be like, we're going to the movies. We're going to get pedicures. And I'm like, my husband is out on what could be considered a date with Shelly Regner. Right? And you know, I just and that never bothered me. I was just like, good, you have a friend. But to know that friend has has seen so much success and is still the way that she is. She's so kind. When I came on tour, she was like the first person to like hug me and be so excited to meet me. And I'm like, you're excited to meet me? And like she, you know, our running joke is that she wants to steal my dog, which thankfully has calmed down because she's gotten her own dog. But <laughs> we, we love you, Shelly. But, you know, it was just so nice to meet people and and have that understanding that they're going through the same things we are and that, you know, money Money is going to make people's lives easier as we go through this. There's no doubt. The more money you have, the more comfortable you are able to be. But it doesn't change the mindset. Yeah. You know, it eliminates some problems. But and I'm thinking about I just started listening to Michelle Obama's podcast. Mm. And in and one of the episodes, she comes clean about having some mild symptoms of depression. And everyone's like, Oh, how is it possible to be depressed? Like you've got everything, you've got all the money and all the people to take care of you and all of this and all of that. And depression doesn't discriminate. It doesn't Ooh. matter how much money you have, you know, things are going to happen, whether it's because of external influences or, or internal influences, you can still be depressed and be surrounded by piles of money like Uncle Scrooge. Like right. it's <laughs> swimming in um, that money does not help. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm now I'm imagining that like little wooden plank diving board and into the mountains of gold coins. But you know, and I have my, you know, long term semi permanent solution is I am going back to school for clinical mental health counseling. And hearing people, it's been a really interesting time to go into that field because people are picking each other apart. We're simultaneously being like like, we're all in this together and we have to support each other. And then there's the farther extreme. And it's like, and it comes from the same people in the same day of like, get your ass together. Like, and I'm going to argue with you for being a terrible person. And I'm going to argue my right to be a terrible person. And I'm like, whoa, like, what planet are we on? Because I want off. It's true. I think I, like I, I personally have suffered myself from some mild depression, and I take medication mm -hmm. for it. And I, I, I can really relate to that. This time, <laughs> this weird, weird time does not help does not yeah, help. I mean, and there's not enough uh, talk, I think about the 
that about the mental effects of the choices that we're making about our safety. Right. And you know, I was in conversations, I've been on depression medication for about four-ish, four and a half years now. And right before all of this started, I was actually in conversations with my primary care physician about maybe, well, I had started to step down off my dose. And I was like, maybe it's time to go off of it. Because, you know, all of the, all of the signs pointed to exhaustion, just complete exhaustion was what was contributing to it. And I was feeling good. I'm like, I've got my life under control. I'm happy. Things are going well. Like our company is doing well. I'm good. I And I don't like being on medication. And then this kind of all started. And I was like, Ooh, maybe nope. not the time to stop. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nobody. Nope. So you know, if you are out there feeling that way, you know, there is a movement to be more open about it. And it it's not something that's easy. Like it was kind of like a hush hush, like, Oh, hey, guys, guess what? I was I was put on some Lexapro. But you know, hey, that's mine too. Time... <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but now is the time to really be open about that stuff. And you know, I'm gonna try to not, you know, throw therapy terms out for the next two years while I'm in school and pretend to doctor you all through the internet. <laughs> but, you know, now is the time to be open about it. If you are struggling and getting to the point where you don't want to get out of bed, where you've totally lost interest in everything, and, you know, waves of that are normal, but it's totally okay. And please speak to your friends. You will be surprised to know how many of your friends are already on medication for depression, anxiety, ADHD. So many people are on it and they don't talk about it. Because there's a lot um, of stigma, which is why I right? wanted to say, like, I, I think that a lot of people view me as somebody who's like really happy and upgoing and I do, yeah. or outgoing, uh, upbeat. And I, I do <laughs> see myself that way. I still struggle sometimes. And so I, yeah. I think that the perception that people have of you is potentially, I don't know, causes people to think certain things about you that may not be true. And so I, I guess right. I wanted, I, I want to share that about myself, because I think it's important to let people know. Right. And you know, there's a stigma against feeling broken, like there's something wrong with you. And especially right now, you are not broken, the world is broken. <laughs> And you need to cope. And, you know, this isn't a, a billboard ad for medication. That's not always the solution for everyone. But Absolutely. being treated in some way is the solution. So, you know, not internalizing it, not waiting until it has completely eaten you up inside is what's going to get you through this. So, like, please talk to your friends. Please talk to your doctors. Telemedicine is fantastic. There's telecounseling now. And I just, we want everyone to get out on the other side of this not just surviving, but having, and you don't even have to thrive. Like thriving is, is not. Uh, we need to lower here. the ball, bar. The bar is, <laughs> the bar is not thriving. Let's be clear. The bar here is, I mean, for me, the bar is, is not just surviving, but surviving in a way that I will look back on this time and not feel like I didn't do something right. So feeding the things like, I don't know, just doing things that make you feel more whole, more yourself yeah. and honoring that, I don't know, devoting time and energy and effort to doing some of those things because yeah. there's value. There's value to you personally for those things. There is. And you know, I, when quarantine started, typical Amanda style, I had my to-do list. I'm like, these are the things I'm going to get done in quarantine. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make the most of this time. <laughs> I look back at that list now and you know, I've done a lot of it, but it's just like, that's not what's gotten me through this. Finding new ways to 
spend time with my kid and, you know, allowing myself to binge watch Netflix without feeling like I'm a terrible person for doing so. Ding, Um, ding. Stopping in the middle of the day to be like, my brain's not in it. I'm going to go read or I'm going to go cross stitch or I'm going to go paint because I'm not doing anybody any favors by continuing to try to slog away whatever I'm trying to do right now. Totally. So I just want people, you know, you don't even have to come out of this with a sense of accomplishment. Just come out of it with a like not being miserable. I think surviving this and finding ways to not be miserable every day is an accomplishment in itself. Totally enough. (laughs) That is so enough. Um, You don't have to become an artisan bread maker. You don't need to learn macrame. (laughs) You don't need to have a viral video, you know, circling this back to acapella. Sure. You don't need to release a full like Grammy nominated album. Like that's that's not what this time is for. And if you are motivated to do that right now, I am so Go proud for of it. you. But if you are not, that is totally okay. Like pick what you can do and pick what makes you happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, pick something else. And you even know, if it's I, just fostering the connections between you and your group members and, and, and feeling the family aspect of the group that you're in. And maybe that it doesn't involve music right now or involves music in a different way. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, coming from someone I have top of the line equipment, I have the know how to mix a track, the know how to put together a professional looking video, and it's not really bringing me joy. So there will be a few videos and a few tracks that come out, but I'm in no rush. <laughs> it's like, am I motivated to do it today? Yes. Because if I'm not, it's just going to be a crappy product anyway. And then I'll be mad at myself for putting out a crappy product. Like, right. It's just a self-serving prophecy. Totally. So, I, you know, you know, some days I go to bed and be like, wow, I got a lot done on that cross-stitch project. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count today as a win. I finished my Gilmore Girls marathon, so. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <sighs> so I, I would love to hear, I think, if, if folks have ideas about things that they're doing that are giving them joy right now, I I would really love to hear what you what you all are doing. Maybe, uh, you know, if you want to respond to the Facebook post that we post this in, let us know some of the fun things that you guys are doing music related or not, that would be awesome. Or you want to tweet at us at Acaville Radio, or you can post on Instagram, you can respond on Instagram, some of the fun things that you all are doing that you're that's where are you finding your joy right now? I I would really love to to hear that maybe uh, hear some get some ideas my Myself. I know that I have been doing a lot of knitting lately. Uh, that's been giving me some joy. So and now you have beautiful sweaters to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've taken to making things for other people because I can't stand to have another sweater in my house. So right. let me make another painting and then give it away. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry if you don't want my amateur painting, but it is that's yours it. now. <laughs> well, and in the music realm, I joined a virtual acapella group. So I've been doing some singing, which has been amazing and wonderful and made me really happy. So yeah, so I'm curious what other folks are doing. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's been getting away from music. But again, like I've known that for a long time, music is my job. And sometimes your job is not what you need to make it through the day. So you know, I picked up other hobbies, I've been cooking a lot more, which you know, it had been a couple of years since I've been consistently in the kitchen and not just because like, I have to make dinner tonight. Um, But you know, and I've been I've been exercising more. I've been really getting into like yoga and Pilates because, you know, I do the cardio and all the weightlifting and all that stuff, which is great. It makes me feel better. But the yoga and Pilates day are 
just time for me to settle my brain and not think about the news and being terrified of going in into public where there could be more than, a, you know, another person within 12 feet of me. Yeah. And it's playing with my dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. My dog is, a, you know, he's still he's just about getting out of the puppy face. So he's still kind of a pain in the butt. But, you know, nothing is better than when he sits on my legs while we sit and watch TV and he just, you know, weasels his way into the chair where he doesn't fit. Right. But that's how you know, I feel about my things. That's how I feel about my kitty. We have a kitty. She's not a kitty. She's she's a cat. She's a full grown cat. But her lying on my chest and purring is the definition of heaven. Yeah. And, you know, I think of like prior to this, like, did I really appreciate that time? Or did I, you know, was I sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm, I've only got like two minutes to do this and then I have to get up. Whereas now I'm like, no, I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have anywhere to go. You just sit there and enjoy yourself, dog. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we've got plenty of more episodes coming for you. We've got, we're meeting with all kinds of people. We're going to be meeting with Laura Kreschke of the Contemporary Acapella League. She has recently and graciously taken over the reins. I was president for four years and I have handed everything off to her and it's been so great to watch her take the lead. We're also going to be speaking with people out of the barbershop world and other podcast hosts. And so we've got a lot more coming and we're always trying to gear our conversations into being inspirational, but also being real. You need to hear what these women are doing because as women, we are often, it's the social media phenomenon of like, we're only going to show you our best. Here's the highlight reel. And we definitely try to get into behind the highlight reel with these people and I'm glad that they let us. I would like to add if uh, if any of you have recommendations for folks that you think we should reach out to to speak with, we would love to hear some ideas. Please feel free to email on air at acavilla.org and we'll do our best to get your recommendations on our air. And until then, hang in there and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.